This is Barry Zalma, Zalma Uninsurance. I'm an attorney who's retired from the practice of law and now spend my time as an insurance claims consultant, an expert witness, an author, and producer of these videos. Today I'd like to talk about what a claims file should not contain and how claims people must set reserves in accordance with the law to protect the interests of their insureds. The claim file, in my opinion, should be written so that it can be read out loud to a judge or jury and should therefore never contain 1. Notes making conclusions regarding liability of the insurer or the insured. 2. Derogatory comments or statements regarding the claim, the claimant, the claimant's family, the witnesses, police officers, security personnel, or anyone else involved in the incident. 3. Conclusions or opinions by anyone that are not specifically and directly tied to the facts which support them, unless they include a warning that they are unsupported conjecture. 4. Speculation concerning the insured, the claimant, or the extent of damages. And 5. Comments concerning race, religion, national origin, sex, gender, or sexual preference unless specific to claims of causation or damages. Once the investigation is completed or at least substantially completed, it is the obligation of an insurer to set reserves as to the potential liability of the insurer as a result of the loss or claim. The insurer, therefore, is required to evaluate a claim based upon its merits and without regard to policy limits. The adjuster must determine the value of the claim without a thought to limits of liability in the policy and then compare the evaluation with the limits available. Reserves should be set realistically and should be recorded in the claim file. Reserves are the adjuster's estimate of the potential recovery the claimant would receive from a jury or judge. Reserves should be reviewed regularly and revised if necessary, either up or down. Failure to do so can be a factor in holding the insurer responsible for an excess verdict. New York State uses a definition of insurance reserves that can be used elsewhere and might be useful to any adjuster working anywhere in the United States. It defines insurance reserves as follows. 
The reference provision states that every insurer shall, shall, that's insistent, important, and total, shall maintain reserves in an amount estimated in the aggregate to provide for the payment of all losses or claims incurred on or prior to the date of statement, whether reported or unreported, which are unpaid as of such date and for which such insurer may be liable and also reserves in an amount estimated to provide for the expenses of adjustment or settlement of such losses or claims, close quote. This is the New York Insurance Law, Section 1303, and Majewski v. Broadalbin Perth Central School District in 19. 98 decision of the New York Appellate Courts. Also in GS Metal Consultants versus Continental Casualty, the Northern District of Indiana in 2014 asked the court to compel Continental to disclose information on its loss reserves because it alleged breach of contract and bad faith related to property damage and business interruption losses that allegedly went unreimbursed by Continental after a steam explosion at GNS's Georgia facility. The court concluded that any change in the loss reserve since the lawsuit was filed, and more specifically since GNS produced additional discovery in 2012, would not provide an identifiable correlation between Continental's knowledge and the facts. Multiple factors affect the adjustment of loss reserves during the course of litigation, in addition to information obtained during discovery, such as litigation strategy, the potential for settlement, developments in the litigation, and the possibility of a favorable or unfavorable judgment. Because testimony about the loss reserves since the filing of the lawsuit does not appear reasonably calculated to lead to the discovery of admissible evidence, the loss reserves were found to be not relevant and, as a result, not discoverable. Bad faith suits, because the exposure to an adverse judgment can be severe, are hard fought and involve multiple motions and disputes over discovery. In a case where discovery gave the insurer-defendant a reason to amend its answer and file a counterclaim alleging the insured attempted fraud, the court found that the reserves were irrelevant to its defense of the counterclaim and refused to allow discovery. Once litigation is anticipated, loss reserves are protected by the work product doctrine since they are based upon the litigation analysis of defense counsel. When presented with a challenge to discovery of insurance reserve information, 
the trial court is required to make a preliminary determination of whether the requested information is relevant that it is admissible or reasonably calculated to lead to the discovery of admissible evidence. In making a determination in the context of discovery about the relevancy of insurance reserves information, the trial court should take into account the nature of the case, the methods used by the insurer to set the reserves, and the purpose for which the information is sought, and only grant requests for disclosure when its findings of fact and conclusions of law support a determination that the specific facts of the claim in the case before it directly and primarily influence the setting of the reserves in question. This was State XREL Erie Insurance Company versus Mazone, a 2005 decision of the West Virginia Supreme Court. Reserves, as the courts seem to recognize, are estimates, guesses based upon the experience of the insurer and its claims personnel. They have no specific relevance to anything. Often, claims are resolved for less than the amount reserved and for more than the amount reserved. Insurers put away enough money to protect their insureds, and their reserving is based upon a legitimate estimate. It is not evidence of the actual amount of damage. It is not evidence of what the insurer was considering about the claim presented to it, whether by a first party or by a third party claimant. It is a honest, thorough estimate upon which it is set to comply with state law to make sure there's enough information available to the state and to the insurer to pay all legitimate claims. Of course, insurers who are suing insurers for bad faith want to know what the reserves were because they can present it or trot out to a jury the reserves to show that the insurer at least believed that the loss was bigger than the offers being made to settle. Many insurance company files are discoverable or capable of being discovered. Therefore, before writing a comment in a claim file or setting a reserve, the adjuster should consider that each comment will be directed to the ladies and gentlemen of the jury 
and if the adjuster is not ready to read the comments aloud, to a jury it should not be written in the claim file. And if the adjuster is not ready to explain how, at the beginning of the case, a reserve was set based upon initial investigation and to explain all of the variations in the reserves as investigation and or litigation proceeded, it will be something that should not be said. And it should be protected by the work product protection. This video was adapted from my book, Zelma on Insurance Claims, Part 105, Second Edition, which is available as a Kindle book and as a paperback from Amazon.com. If you found this video to be useful or of interest to your colleagues, please pass it on. It's free. And please subscribe to my Rumble channel, my YouTube channel, and my blog so that you can learn about future videos and blog postings. Thank you for your attention.